Thank you for joining us this evening. You've heard our scripture read and you're hearing from Matthew's gospel from the sixth chapter, verses seven through 15. But I want to highlight verse 11, where the scripture reads, give us this day our daily bread. Pray with me if you would. Father, we thank you for this time and opportunity to lift your word before your people. We ask God that you bless our time together that you might be glorified and that your people might be edified. In the name of Jesus, we pray and give you thanks. Amen. In August 2007, singer-songwriter Myron Butler and Levi released on their Stronger album a song entitled, Give Us This Day. It was much like the scripture read into your hearing when they started off by making a request to God to give us this day our daily bread. You said you would. Supply all my needs according to your riches. I have but to ask and I shall receive. The lyrics go on to say, to go from here and share this love you gave to me. To show someone who is lost and help them find their way. The way to truth and faith so they can be free. This song is so impact impactful that it not only makes the songwriter's request known to God, but also his desire is that someone else would get free by him showing a, and being a guiding light to show them their way. If we would but ask God to make us a light on another person's path, life would be so amazing. I believe that is what the founder of Our Daily Bread Ministries also wanted when he began his ministry many years ago to show someone the way through the word of God so they could be free. That devotional's history traces back to 1938 when its founder, Dr. M.R. DeHaan, a physician turned pastor, started a small radio broadcast in eastern Michigan to air his reflections on scriptures. Even though he was an unlikely radio personality with a rough, authoritative voice, the program worked to great effect. Over the years, we can see that Dr. DeHaan's reflections on the scripture has become a source of biblical wisdom for many. The mission of our Daily Bread Ministries was and still is to make life-changing wisdom of the Bible understandable and accessible to all. This is what I believe Jesus was pointing us to in this scripture. You see, there are, many, there are times in all of our lives when we lose sight and we don't know which way to turn. There are times when we need a guiding light. When this occurs, I believe Jesus has given us a roadmap on how to pray. I believe when we pray like this, it will cause our vision to become one where people of all nations can experience a personal relationship with Christ, growing to be more like him and serve him in faith. We are to pray with a focus that reaches out to people all around the world with the message of God's love. As I thought about the Daily Bread devotional that sits on many of our desks and in our bathrooms or our kitchen tables, I'm assured that when Dr. DeHaan started his radio broadcast in 1938, he had no idea that in 2021, we would still be using what he prayed for that day. In 1938, it was just a resource to connect uh, people with God's love. And in 2021, it's still serving as that same purpose. What he sought God for on that day is still impacting us 83 years later. As you think about the message tonight with a topic being, give us this day, 
I don't want you to forget that God is going to give you exactly what you need in this day. Be specific about your prayer and, and pray so that it will have a ripple effect some 83 years later. As we look at this pericope, I invite you to notice and pay attention to the fact that this is a model on how to approach God in prayer. In this section of Matthew 6, Jesus focuses on the believer and how we are to deal with prayer. The scripture suggests that when we pray, not if we pray, but when we pray, we do so without approaching God with a haughty and self-righteous spirit. It warns us not to repeat phrases over and over again to make ourselves sound a certain way. It warns us that when we give, it should be done privately and so that no one else knows what we're doing. Because when it's done with a motive to boast about it, we've already received our reward from man. So there's no need for a reward from heaven. In the scripture, we find that our prayer is a conversation with God and ought to be done not to impress people. What I love about this, it helps us in our prayer walk and our prayer talk. It emphasizes God's name, God's kingdom, and God's will before it ever mentions the need of humanity. The Lord knows what we have need of before we ask for anything. Check the word. The Bible says that, not Lisa. What are you saying, preacher? I'm glad you asked. Before we ask God for anything, we should honor his name. Follow me in the scripture. After Jesus says, don't pray as the heathens do, he begins to acknowledge who God is. He starts with our father. This gives me joy because Jesus uses a plural possessive pronoun. He says our, which lets me know that I belong to God just like Jesus does. Our indicates that Jesus is being inclusive. He does not put any parameters on who he's talking about. That, but that's another sermon for another day. He does not block anybody out. He knows we are all God's children, and he recognizes God's parental role as he says, Our Father. He then confesses God's supreme position and honors his holiness when he says, Hallowed be your name. We might say your name is holy. We might say your name is great. Some might say your name is revered. Some might say your name is untouchable or your name is blessed. But whatever way you call it, make sure you put some respect on it. Jesus teaches us to invite the plan of God into our lives when he says, your kingdom come, your will be done. Do you know whatever you're praying to be released in the earth realm begins in the heavenlies? In Matthew's gospel, in the, cha in, in the 18th chapter, we're taught whatever we bind on earth is also bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. What am I saying? When we ask that the kingdom comes and that, that his will be done, be prepared for the evil one to show up. Please know that the enemy is not going to let the Lord's will just happen in your life without some spiritual warfare taking place. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in the heavens. You better be ready when the kingdom of God starts to unfold in your life and his will begins to evolve. When you pray for the kingdom of God's will to come into your life, it may not look like anything you had planned, but it's everything you will need to get accomplished what God has for you. Stop and think about it. That kingdom come could mean a whole lot of things. And when God's kingdom come into your life, trust and believe you're going to have to trust him in the process. Hear me clearly. 
that it is important that we acknowledge and honor God's name, God's kingdom, and God's will before we ask for anything for ourselves. Consider if this. If we ask for what we think we want without considering what God wants for us in the earth realm, can you imagine what we could be unleashing for our lives? I don't even want to think about it. Look at the text. We've got to acknowledge God's name, God's kingdom, and his will. The next movement in the scripture says, says give us. The Lord has reminded us yet again that we are not to exclude anyone. It says, give us. That means all of us. And all means all. And that's all all means, according to my pastor. He asked the Father to give us this day. He didn't ask for yesterday or tomorrow's bread. He asked that God would give us our daily bread. Don't get ahead of God and try to get something that you're not prepared to receive, nor something that is not ready to be delivered. Ask the Lord to help you with this day. I share whenever I'm preaching that I had a premature son who died shortly after being born. What I learned was a premature blessing is something that can bring a whole lot of pain if we're not ready for all that comes with it. I want to be ready for what God has for me, and I want what God has for me to be fully prepared when it comes. When we focus on this day, we don't bring we don't bring tomorrow's uh, pains or focus on what happened yesterday. When we focus on this day, we have our eyes fixed on now. When we focus on this day, we ask in the Lord to give us this day our daily bread. I don't want stale bread and I don't want undone bread. The daily devotional, it covers a three-month span, but it's broken down into daily devotionals. Focus on it one day at a time so you can hear what the Lord is saying for you in this day. Lord, give us this day. In the care model I use in pastoral counseling, we teach what is called the typology of trauma. In the teaching, Dr. Dan Dr. Terry Wardle suggests that type E trauma is called sustained arrest, which means we've endured so much trauma for so long that we have come to expect it. With sustained arrest, we are typically waiting for the shoe to drop. We're anticipating the next bit of distress to come. So we're not able to fully experience or engage in the present moment because we're either thinking about what has happened or what's going to happen. We cannot enjoy this present moment because we are caught up in another one. This prayer is one that helps us to focus on the now moment, to be fully present to the magnificence of God in the current moment in this current day. If you continue to read this chapter, verse 34 tells us, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. So we make our request known to God to please give us this day our daily bread. Think about it like this. I can't change what has happened. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I can ask the Lord to lead and guide me and give me what I need in this day. At Richmond Hill, we pray what we call the hours. We pray at 7 a.m., 12 noon, and 6 p.m. We pray specific prayers according to the day of the week. What am I saying? We don't pray Monday's prayers on Thursday or Tuesday's prayers on Saturday. We pray for that specific day of the week on that day. Lord, give us this day. 
ask yourself, what is my daily bread? Because you do know that bread was not just a wafer or manna or something to feed the physical body. Jesus told the devil when he was tempted that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This petition of the Lord's Prayer teaches us to come to God in a spirit of humble dependence, asking him to provide what we need and need and to sustain us from day to day. He doesn't ask for great riches, but we are encouraged to make our needs known to him, trusting that he will provide. Our daily bread might be a portion of peace. Our daily bread might be related to the healing of COVID or the social and civil unrest in this world. Our daily bread might be a financial blessing. Our daily bread might be a way when there seems to be a, no way out. Our daily bread, it, it may be a request for God to just meet us in our present moment with his daily bread in this day. A story is told after the Korean War uh, ended. South Korea was left with a large number of children who had been orphaned by the war. We've seen the same thing in Vietnam conflict in Bosnia and other places, the writer t tells. In the case of Korea, relief agencies came in to deal with all of the problems that arose in, a, in connection with having so many orphaned children. One of the people involved in this relief effort told this writer about a problem they encountered with the children who were in the orphanages. Even though the children had three meals a day provided for them, they were restless and anxious at night and had difficulty sleeping. As they talked to the children, they soon discovered that the children had great anxiety about whether they would have food the next day. To help resolve this problem, the relief workers in one particular orphanage decided that each night when the children went to sleep, went to bed, the nurses would place a single piece of bread in each child's hand. The bread wasn't intended to be eaten. It was simply intended to be held by the children as they went to sleep. It was a security blanket for them, reminding them that there would be provision for their daily needs. Sure enough, the bread calmed the children's anxieties and helped them sleep. Likewise, we take comfort in knowing that our physical needs will be, take, will be met and we will have food or bread for our needs daily. So we must acknowledge God's name, acknowledge God's kingdom, acknowledge his will for our life, and trust that his provision will be made manifest for us. The scripture goes on to talk about forgive us our debts as we forgive those who owe us. We have some debts that we owe, but we also have some people who owe us. But we can't hold anything against anybody. The scripture continues to talk about us forgiving Forgiveness is not about the other person. It is about us being released from the pain and agony of what they have done to us. And it doesn't mean that we have to reconcile. It means that we have to release the pain. As I close, I invite you to step out on faith and expect the presence of God to show up as you pray. If we find that God's hand seems to be invisible to, to us and we cannot discern his marvelous intervention in our lives, it may be due partly to the way we're praying. Many of us pray in general, and when we pray in general, the only way we will see the hand of God's providence is in general. It is not about us being perfect in our prayer, but more about allowing prayer to perfect us. 
Matthew Henry says, it is the lifting up of the soul and pouring out of our hearts. I invite you to consider as you pray, as you make your requests known to God, that this is a conversation and communion with God and as you put your petitions before him. You're pouring out your souls and your needs specifically. Wait patiently as you see your specific answers to your prayers. Our Father has invited us to go come to him and ask him for our daily bread. I promise you, he will not fail to provide it. Lord, give us this day. Amen.